You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Anderson on the dribble. Coons takes it away from him. Saves it to Brockington. Great steal by Jazz. Brockington all the way. And a huge left-hand dunk for Isaiah. Now, back to the voice of the national championship Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Friday afternoon, live from City Ranch Boot Company. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Cyclone Sports Network from Learfield. The dulcet tones of the voice of the Cyclones, our good friend John Walters, who joins us now. And John, looking forward to you guys uh, headed our way for the game coming up tomorrow. Can you believe this is the last game of the regular season tomorrow? Yeah, it's uh, really strange the way the schedule worked out this year, John, with Iowa State and Baylor meeting in the first conference game and then not, not seeing each other again until the last conference game. Meanwhile, you got TCU and Kansas playing each other twice this week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this this is just a strange year in the Big 12. But, you know, uh, it, it was a good game the first time these two teams met, and I'm hoping it'll be another good game tomorrow. Yeah, it was a really good game back on January 1st. I wasn't there. I was doing football that day. But uh, remember going into that game, both teams were undefeated. Both were 12-0, and top 10 teams. Does that seem like, in some ways, that seems like eons ago. <laughs> in other ways, it seems like it was just yesterday. Oh, it, you're, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, for Iowa State, that was a really big deal to start the season 12-0. and um, I think they got all the way into the top 10. And, you know, they, they probably never really were a top 10 team, but um, the the fact that they ended up at, when you throw in the SEC challenge game, that they ended up 13-0 in non-conference play really helps their case right now to get into the NCAA tournament because it just gives you a little leeway at, to where I was taking go 7-11 and in the Big 12 and still be strongly considered for an NCAA tournament bid. So all those games before that Baylor game were really important for Iowa State and you know, and then the reality check of just how tough this league is and how hard it is to win every night. And, you know, it, it, you get tested every single night in this league. I, I saw that uh, stat they threw up there the other day where it was, you know, you take the worst uh, Ken Palm rating for each right. league, you know, for, for the, the worst uh, team in each league. And in and, and the Big 12's case, it was West Virginia, and they were about number 67. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, then you look at all these other leagues, and it's 200, 220, 250, whatever, and it just gives you a real uh, wake-up call of just how well you have to play every single night in this league to, to have success. And I hope that that means that the Big 12 Conference is going to have a lot of success in the postseason. We'll see. That stuff is, you know, it depends on matchups and a little bit of luck, but um, certainly I, I feel like the Big 12 can do really well in the postseason. Yeah, I do too, and I think what we've been through through the regular season, it really prepares you for the postseason, and uh, we've still got the Big 12 tournament to go next week, and that'll be fun in Kansas City. But don't you think, do you, do you feel like I do, once you get past the Big 12 regular season and the tournament, it's almost like a breath of fresh air to see somebody new and see somebody different in, in the NCAA tournament? Oh, I agree with that completely, especially when you play a double round robin, you know, the to, to see everybody twice and then maybe a third time in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, you, you really do have so much familiarity within the league and the scouting is so precise that 
teams really are good at taking away what you want to try to do. But then you get into a, a fresh matchup with a team that hasn't seen you before. And maybe you can, you know, do some of the things that you were able to do early in the conference season that you haven't been able to do lately. And, you know, one thing I think is going to be really interesting, John, when these teams get into the NCAA tournament is going to be the, I think the big 12 conference this year, the way it's been called, they've really let things kind of go. They've let teams play, which I'm kind of glad they have right. because I enjoy, I enjoy watching the flow of the game and not having a whistle every 20 seconds. But at the same time, if you get into the NCAA tournament and other leagues haven't been called that way and they've been called a little tighter, you know, are these Big 12 teams going to get themselves in foul trouble quickly in the in the NCAA tournament? Or uh, will the way they've been playing be an advantage for them? And, and, uh, and they're the more physical teams, and that works to their advantage because I think, you know, T.J. Otzelberger's philosophy is the more physical team t- tends to win most of the time. And so... Uh, we'll see. You know, I, I, it'll be really fascinating to see how it all plays out in the postseason. That's a really good point. I agree with you completely because, you know, it, it may depend on how the games are called once you get to the NCAA tournament. And our, our coaches, you know, one of their mantras with the team is toughest team wins, TTW. So, you know, it, it works well in this league because everybody's playing that way. But when you get a new set of officials, what's it going to be like? Yeah, you know, the funny thing about that is, I think uh, Bob Huggins and Bruce Weber kind of felt like they had a monopoly on that style of play, <laughs> and and now everybody's doing it. <laughs> and so, right. uh, you know, it's a it's there's some there's some games in this league where the scores are pretty low and and it's it's very very physical. But that's just you know these are good teams. I, I just think that we all beat each other up, and it went from hey the Big Twelve is going to get eight teams into the NCAA tournament. Well, that was never realistic because. You know, you get into league play, and you're gonna you're gonna cannibalize right, each other, right. and then uh, and, and then four or five are gonna move on, or six, or whatever the case may be. But you're never gonna get eight, um, which is too bad because I think that there are probably as many as seven or eight teams in this league that that really could go represent well in the NCAA tournament. But I hope I hope our league does really well in the postseason. Obviously, it did last year with you guys winning the national championship and. Um, I, I think it can be very successful again. All right, where do you feel like the Cyclones are? Are you solidly in? I think you are. I think your you know your body of work would say that that you're solidly in. Or do you feel like you maybe need to do something, make a little noise in Kansas City? Well, most of the bracketologists have Iowa State solidly in, um, so I, I have to go with what they do because I don't have enough. I have a scientific mind to go in and figure it out myself. <laughs> right. But uh, but it seems like, you know, and the fact that Iowa State in the non-conference beat Iowa by 20 points and beat Xavier and beat Memphis and beat Creighton at Creighton. I mean, they had some good wins in the non-conference. And so um, I think those things certainly gain you some points. And Iowa State has nine quad one wins, which, you know, that is, I think, third or fourth most in the country. So, that certainly would tend to give you a strong case to be in there, but I don't think you want to take anything for granted. And I think more importantly, John, than anything for Iowa state, as far as are you in, are you not in, are you, um, where are you going to finish? What seat are you going to be more important than any of that is that they get back to playing the way they did this past couple of weeks where they won four in a row and feel really good about the way they're playing heading into the postseason. So I think for Iowa state, it's really important that they play well, tomorrow in Waco and that they play well in the big 12 tournament win or lose 
but that they get back to playing the way that they've been playing and you feel good about things and you feel like then, okay, we'll take our chances in the NCAA tournament. But, um, but you don't want to go in there scoring 36 points, which is what Iowa State did the other night against Oklahoma State. You got to get that figured out a little bit, and hopefully the Cyclones can do that. Yeah, I was shocked when I saw that score, John, uh, because you guys were playing so well. You'd won four straight, playing Oklahoma State at home on senior night. I really thought uh, that'd be your fifth straight win, and you'd have a lot of momentum coming in here. That was just uh, it was just an off-shooting night more than anything, wasn't it? It was, and and I'll give Oklahoma State credit. They got a million deflections. They have a lot of length, and they're very athletic, and they got Iowa State out of any kind of offensive rhythm just by deflecting the ball a lot. Now, they they turned Iowa State over, I think, 17 times too, but they a lot of them didn't go in the scorebook as turnovers, but it was just disruptions that made you get later into the shot clock without really being into your offense, and I thought that was really the big reason why Oklahoma State won that game, but yeah, it's amazing to think that in the last two home games for Iowa State, you know, against West Virginia, Isaiah Brockington scores 35 points. And then against Oklahoma State, Iowa State scores 36 points. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't add up, does it? <laughs> well, uh, tell everybody, tell our listeners here about uh, T.J. Otzelberger, your first-year head coach. It seemed like he came in, hit the ground running, like you said, 13-0 and in non-conference play this year. Seems like he has uh, had a, a really, really good, solid first year. It's been fantastic. I think way better than anybody could have possibly expected. And TJ was an assistant under three different coaches at Iowa State previously, which tells you a little something about him. I think that three different coaches wanted him on their staff, and it shows you also how much this place means to him. So this truly was his dream job, and some people will say that when they get whatever job they get. But with TJ, I really strongly believe this is the place where he truly wanted to be and wants to be going forward. And so it's been exciting to see him be able to establish something quickly and have some success. I think there's been so many coaches in the Big 12 Conference this year that have done a great job that you can make a really strong case for five different guys to be coach of the year in the league. And, you know, if Jamie Dixon gets it or Scott Drew gets it or Bill Self gets it or T.J. Otzelberger gets it, I, you know, I, you're not going to get any complaint from me or Mark Adams, who I think is probably yeah. the one who probably will end up winning. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd have no argument with any of those choices, but TJ's done a fantastic job. And to go from two wins last year to the NCAA tournament, I think when the, if I was going to make the case for TJ, I'd say when the preseason poll came out and Iowa state was a unanimous last place pick, if you had said on that day, Hey, this team's going to play in the NCAA tournament, people would have said, you got to be kidding me. So uh, it, it's been a fun year. Uh, the thing he did was he went out and, and found the right kind of fits for Iowa State and for what he wanted to do as far as a, a, a toughness about this team, a mental toughness. They're not the most skilled team in the league, but they get on the floor for loose balls and they compete hard on the boards and they want to guard you. And, uh, and, and so he found guys like Isaiah Brockington and Gabe Kelscher that fit that mode. And then he found assistant coaches that could really coach that style. And so I think he did a great job just kind of assembling the pieces to the puzzle, and it's really worked out great. Well, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. You guys travel safe, and I uh, appreciate your time today. Thanks very much. 
Thanks, John. Look forward to seeing you. All right, man. Thanks very much. John Walters, the great voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. Baylor in Iowa State comes up tomorrow. We're on the air at 4.30, tip off at 5 tomorrow here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow on ESPN2 for the Bears and the Cyclones. Let's take a break. Uh, When we come back, we'll wrap things up here live from City Ranch Boot on a Friday afternoon. That and more. When we come back, you're tuned in to ESPN Central Texas.